Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. That's the idea, man. Yeah, man. Oh, hey, everybody out there. You are listening to the Work For It podcast. I am joined in the studio with my guy, Mr. Brian Cohn of B. Hey, hey how's Knives. it going, everybody? Yes, so, sir. Yeah, so Ben is not with us this week. Uh, he messaged me earlier today and he said, you know, I've got to go see. He's actually got some appointments and some things he's got going on. And um, so he's not going to be joining us on the show but I know he will be listening to the show, so I'm going to make up something really crazy right now. I have this theory that I think Ben is getting his butthole inspected oh, by no. a doctor. That's what I, I'm Shoot, just, I, this is all, we, I don't know for sure. Yeah, speculation. I don't know for sure, but I think it has something to do with his butthole. I'm just going to say that right now. I, I don't Amen. know for sure. So you might want to message Ben. <laughs> now that you're listening to this, message him and ask him how his butthole is since he's not here. <laughs> Poor Ben's going to have to deal with that for like a week and a half. <laughs> you're welcome, oh, Ben. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one oh, of the nice man. things about having three people on a podcast. If somebody has to dip out, there's still two to keep the show going. I, I know. I, I said that exact same thing to him because I think he felt like he felt terrible about not being able to, to join us today, but then he was like, you know, hey, it's you and Brian, so, you know, why not? So I'm thinking maybe, Brian, we ought to just change it to the, the podcast name to Brian Squared, and then <laughs> it would we just go. be me and you, right? Hey, I, I like hey, that. You know be, what? Be I'm not too. mad at that. No, yeah. we need Ben. We need Ben. <laughs> we can't just cut him out like that. That's true. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything works out with his b-hole, and, you know, he gets back online very soon. <laughs> And joins oh, us again wow. here at the Work For It podcast. Uh, but hey, so I've had a very busy week. I've so far already this week. I have tried to contribute social to social media quite a bit, and 
basically kind of stir the pot. I've been doing some stuff online that I normally wouldn't do, which is like, let me let me let's backtrack for a second. So <laughs> the other morning, I'm standing in the, Monday Monday morning. I'm standing in the shower and I'm talking with Sarah, and she's like reading this article um, on a she she reads the news. I don't typically ever pay attention to the news because I don't know what's real and what's not a lot of it's very and honestly stuff. that'll make your life a lot easier if you just it really does steer clear. it clears <laughs> the mind yeah if you could steer uh-huh. clear of the news for the most part i've done this a majority of my life and there's been some times where it, like major events have occurred in the world and i have absolutely zero idea <laughs> that they happened like when the space shuttle i think it was atlantis it had um, a major malfunction and exploded or, or killed everybody on board. I had gone to church that morning, not knowing about it. Oh, geez. And I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting in the, I'm st- sitting in the congregation and they're showing the astronauts on the screen and stuff. And the pastor was talking about it and everything. And, I'm like, well, I wonder why they're bringing up the Challenger, you know, and I, <laughs> oh, I, I'm not no. dude in my head. I'm thinking they're talking oh. about the Challenger, um, you know, accident from when I was a kid. And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and then somebody's like, this is not the Challenger. This, this, this just happened. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh. We lost another shuttle. I had no <laughs> oh idea. Dude. That's how much of the, in the dark I am because I just don't pay attention to the news at all. Zero. Um, and back then that was like the internet was just kind of becoming a thing. So you didn't really have like the internet on your phone or, you know, you, you'd have to like really dig for news or watch TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, getting back to what I was saying about Sarah reading this article, she's reading the article about um, the the headline is kind of, in my opinion, a hot take. So the, the, the opinion is or the headline is survey shows people no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life. So that's that's the the tagline. <sighs> so, right. So I gra- I screen. Oh, I'm like, you, you got to send me that. You know, I want to read it and then I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to blow up the world with this because I'm going <laughs> to, you know, basically upload it to Facebook and see what happens. So as of right now, there's one hundred and eleven comments just on my Facebook post. Holy cow. Really? Of this. Yeah. Of people <laughs> going back and forth. It, what it is, is people are going back and forth on there talking about the different like there's de- there's definitely a line in the sand with, with people on this. They it sounds like a, to me, you've just stirred the pot and a lot of people you reacted to it. This is Jeff Fader's definition of a hot take. And all yes, I had to is. do was screenshot something and post it up. I had people like messaging me going, I can't believe you're posting political stuff. I'm like, I don't fully believe this is political, really. I mean, this is more of a more of a, an opinion. It could be seen as political. It, if you want to make anything political, you can. Um, yeah, I was just going to say anything posted on the Internet always turns political. So that's just the sad truth of it. Yeah, it is. And so people fully believe in anyway, some people really believe that there is zero opportunity to get ahead, even if you're working hard. And then uh, then the other side of the of the line is all of these people who believe fully in hard work and they believe that, mm-hmm. you know, a combination of hard work and a combination of smart work and, you know, perseverance and all these things that, you know, some people just have built into them. Um, you know, obviously, they're going to be the ones that are going to tout hard work. And obviously I am, yeah. too. 
I'm still, I'm man, I'm 44 and I'm working harder now than I've ever worked. And I think what I want to do is break down the headline just a little bit. So it's saying, sure. if you, if you read it, you, it says people no longer believe working hard will lead. And here's the, here's the part we need to kind of boil down lead to a better life. So, mm. so I think a couple things um, you have if to I can jump down. in for a second, Oh, sorry, sure. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I think the overall statement of people, I mean, you're never going to say a statement and have 100% agreement with it. So, sure. you know, obviously that is, you know, misleading to begin with. But go ahead. I mean, I, I'm sure I know what your take is going to be on it, but go ahead and, um, you know, talk about it. We need to break down two of the key, two key words in here or two key phrases. What is working hard entail? And what does it mean to have a better life? You know, so you've got all these people who are chiming in saying, you know, I, you know, I've worked really hard, two, three jobs my whole life, and I've never got ahead. I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. My argument is, is the title, it doesn't say working hard will make you rich. Working right. hard will make you wealthy. It says, well, will it lead to a better life? That's sort of the paradox here i think you've got mm -hmm. these you know people on both sides of the line going hell yeah hard work pays off i know it mm -hmm. does but then you got the person on the other side going you know i worked really hard two three jobs and i you know i could never afford the things that i wanted and there are a whole bunch of factors that play a role in that type of however you want to boil it down you know was that person a good money manager did they live above their means did they live below their means you know if they're working two three jobs and they could barely get by did they live in a high cost of living area uh, you know all of these things were they pursuant of things to rise themselves up and you know I don't know all those answers of course it's different for every single person on the planet you know you you can't really you would never be able to fully know what those answers yeah. are yeah um, I definitely feel like, you know, working hard is going to afford you the possibility of a better life. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to use that possibility to the you know best you know degree possible. Uh, just because you have the ability to have a better life doesn't mean you can't just throw it all away, you know, being stupid. That's just yeah, that was my response was like, so should you just not try? You know, I, I think that that's, you know what I mean? Because there's like a whole bunch of people in that camp. They were just like, I know everybody. I know these people have tried their best and they, you know, they failed. So, OK, so do you just not like get up in the morning and go to work or, you know, I don't know if that's really, truly the answer. So I'd like to, you know, from your perspective, Brian, because you're quite a bit younger than I am. But you mm -hmm. also share I know you share the hard work ethic that I share. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. So when I was in my 20s, I'll, pre I'll preface my question with a story real quick. When I was in my 20s, I was super angry at the system. I, I felt like a lot of what these people feel, where I felt like it was leveraged against me. There was no way that I was going to be able to get ahead because uh, I got out of college uh, I have a bachelor's of science degree from a large university. I, I, I walked away with no college loans 
And there's a whole story behind that, but there's, it was kind of happenstance how I didn't have any debt when I came out of school. And then after that, I got a job working for Fox television, get this. And I know this was only 20 years ago, but get this for $8 an hour. That's what I was paid. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. okay. So $8 an hour. If you do the quick math, that's $16,000 a year was my salary. Sure. And that was really hard because I I had to live in a place that was kind of dangerous. I had to rent an apartment that was not safe. And I basically had to live below my means just to kind of afford to live to eat. You know, Mm -hmm. I know what that feels like. It sucked. It really sucked. Now, later in life, when I look back on those times, I think to myself, I'm kind of glad I went through them because mm-hmm. I felt like it pushed me to do more. You know, it was like, hey, you're not going to get by on your laurels. You're not going to be able to just ice skate through life. Mm-hmm. If you want something, you have to go and work for it. You have to be creative. You have to take risks. You and have to work the, for it, baby. You got to work <laughs> for it, baby. That's the whole point. And then at 23, I started my first entrepreneurial venture, which was I I opened a soap store, believe it or not, in in my really? hometown. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard about that. Soaps. Yeah, I started making handmade soaps. I got inspired because at the time, uh, this movie came out called Fight Club, <laughs> and, I, and it blew my mind that you could like make soap. Like I was like, wow, yeah, you, you could actually. But you weren't making soap. it out of the same stuff they made it on Fight Club, right? Shh, shh, <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. There was a liposuction okay. uh, facility near me, but uh, no, of course not. First, Brian, hint, hint. first wink, rule wink. of uh, Brian House's soap That's dispensary it. is don't talk about <laughs> <laughs> where it comes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, no, we made yep. vegan soaps. We did like all okay, kinds. Cool, of, cool. It, it was it was a it was a, a venture that made no money. Um, I didn't lose money, but I didn't make any money. And mm-hmm. well, you know what it taught me was that it takes a whole hell of a lot of three dollar to five dollar bars of soap to make a living. You know, you had mm-hmm. to really, really go and push and sell, and you know, to cover the rent and you know, make sure that I had everything. But what it did was it taught me you know, what, how to run a business. You know, I incorporated for the first time. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, set some money aside. I actually bought a house that year, uh, you know. So there was a lot of really great things that, that occurred because of it. Unfortunately, it just didn't make enough money for me to survive. So I ended up having to close it. And and that's okay. You know, it was a, my first failure. I failed fast. It took about a year, but I failed fast. And now, what did you do when you failed? You got your ass right back up and did something else. Hell yeah, I did because I realized, look, if I want to work for myself, I better come up with a better idea than soap. You know, <laughs> it, it really needed to be more than just soap. I'm an idealist. I, I think that I love the concepts of doing things, whether it be I'm going to make money for myself over here or over here. Didn't really matter. I just really wanted to be an entrepreneur. Because I wanted to take control over my own destiny. I wanted to say to myself, like, look, if I can do this, then I'll know that all I have to do is do more of that to make more money, if that makes sense. It's kind of like knife making now. I know how much money I need to make. 
So mm-hmm. guess what? I'm going to take and break down how many knives I need to make, how many grinders I need to sell. And I, I, I got to push. I got to know how to do that. And but if I was going to work every day for a corporation, didn't matter if I worked 20 hours a day or 50 hours a day. Didn't matter. I, I got the same paycheck. Just it just mm-hmm. did not matter. Um, and I had no control over the situation. So taking, you know, that kind of concept and that idea, I want to I want to know about you as a young person getting started. Have you ever felt angry with the with the system you know do you feel like Um, it's leveraged against against you i do believe that is currently harder than it has been in the past to make a decent living off of you know just one paycheck or doing one type of gig the reason why i say that is you know for instance um you know a lot of people out there already know that i stock shelves at, uh, at target Well, you know, outside of, you know, the big rushes around, um, you know, the spring, you know, just before, you know, the the spring resets happen and obviously Christmas, you know, I never even come close to 40 hours of work at Target. Yes, we're getting $15 an hour, but I average right around 20 hours a week because that's all they'll give you. And then, you know, turn around and then they basically demand having full, you know, um, schedule availability. Oh. Um, I'm, right. I'm not so trying. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. So, okay, so they only want you there 20 hours a week. Is it because they don't want to pay benefits? Because if you're, Absolutely. if you do 20, you got to be kidding me. This is Target, dude. Yeah, and I was at the point where I was picking up enough shifts, and there was a point where I had, I had complained enough, and I had been there for five years where they brought me up over the threshold to have, you know, benefits. But ever since then, they've been dropping me down. I've actually dropped below my benefits level. So, and then this past week, I mean, this is turning into me bitching about Target and hopefully nobody from Target Corporation (laughs) finds this and fires me over it. But, um, you know, I went to them this week and said, hey, you know, you've you've only been giving me for I figured out over the past three months, they've only given me about 16 hours average of work a week. Yeah. So, wow. you know, I've I went to them and basically was like, hey, I need I need if you're only giving me 16 hours, you know, these are the days I'm available to do it so I can dedicate more time towards, you know, the shop yeah, where fair. I'm actually making real money. And um, they turned around and said, well, you know, we, we can't give you the weekends or we can't give you this day off or that day off. We need more availability. So ridiculous is that? I know. I mean, I I don't know how you put up with it, to be honest. I mean, no, to be honest, I'm I've been doing it for Target for about five and a half years. And it's been the exact same, you know, show show and dance where, you know, you make your money around Christmas or leading up to Christmas. And then, you know, especially right now, you know, the average for everyone's right around 20, 25 hours. So So, but again, does that fuel you? to like when you get into your shop do you take that energy all those things that are happening to you that you're out of control you you have no control over and does that drive you oh absolutely and the way i've explained it is a four-hour shift at target feels like eight or ten a 10-hour shift in my shop feels like two 
Right. <laughs> I'm with you. It's there. just, you know, the passion. And um, honestly, you know, my my knife business has definitely suffered because, you know, I've, I have to pay bills out of my starting up business money. And, you know, here I am trying to work two different jobs, hoping that the target job would pay the bills and the, you know, knife making um, money would be able to go towards, you know, building my business. But I mean, now a solid percentage. Around. It's absolutely the other way around, and it has been for a while. Hey, but that's and, um, a good thing. I mean, you know, if you think about it, that means you are making something of that business. Like, you're rising it up, and it's now becoming a uh, – it's going to be a contender for your primary income. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, that, maybe I'm just a little bit pessimistic mind. about it, but, you know, every every time I dip into my knife-making money, it's it's – I always think, like, you know, what could I be doing? What could I be using this money to – you know, make my business better. And it's just, you know, yeah, it hurts every time. <laughs> it is yeah, what it no, is. I bet. I bet. I bet. And, but see, here's the thing. The climb is never easy, you know, and it, no, it doesn't and it get be. any easier. Honestly, it, it doesn't get e- easier because the more you do or the bigger your business gets, the more problems you have. But I, but it's so rewarding, Brian, you know, the mm-hmm. being a part of your own controlling your own destiny. There's something about it that is just so satisfying. And, you you know, you don't have to put up with the, you know, hey, we need you to be available 40 hours a week. We're only going to schedule you for 16. And that's going to greatly affect your your life, you know, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, if you dedicate time into the shop, right, you're you walk into your shop and you pump out two, three knives a week or four knives a week, whatever it is. And you know how to sell those knives, right? You know how to Mm -hmm. go out and make sure somebody sees them so that they're going to buy them from you. You know that you are fully in control of that situation. That money flow comes directly from your immediate uh, attention to what you're doing. That, my friend, is the definition of a hardworking entrepreneur. And yes, in the beginning, it's going to be a little tougher. It's going to be hard, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. (laughs) Real quick. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm listening to a book. I, a lot of people don't know this, but I have a severe learning disability where I have a very difficult time reading. And, uh, so I do a lot of things. Like if you read a comment from me on Facebook or on Instagram, it's all voice to text. I can read and write. It's not that it's, uh, I have comprehension problems. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball on a lot of things. Uh, as far as, you know, like I always have to have a lawyer read contracts and, you know, there's things that I just cannot do, but, um, I've never, I've never used that as a crutch. Like I don't ever just like tell people that and go, Oh, feel sorry for me because I can't read, you know, whatever. But, um, it, it, I, I want to um, I'm so I listen to audiobooks. Anyway, I'm listening to Malcolm Gladwell's David and Goliath, the story of the underdog, essentially. I don't know if you know who Malcolm Gladwell is or if you even I listen to audio. I can't say that I've ever heard of him. He's a really you would actually really like it, Brian. You're a thinker. You're you're a lot like <laughs> me. You think about a lot of things and you like to take things and kind of analyze them. That's what Malcolm Absolutely. Gladwell does. OK. And he analyzes things and he tells stories. Oh, yeah, he is. And he tells stories and great ones at that. And basically the story of his book called David and Goliath is all about the underdog. You know, the the story, of course, that we've read always in the Bible about, you know, David walking into the ring 
with this enormous, uh, you know, um, uh, warrior. And we all know the end of the story. He defeats him. Sure, doesn't, sure. You know, he's a slinger, right? And he, he mm-hmm. uses his sling and he's and the rocking the sling and the perfect shot. He, yeah. And he even breaks it down and tells the story and, and puts science behind uh, that actual story and talks about back in the day that, that, you know, if you were if a slinger were to shoot a stone at you, it'd be like comparable to a nine millimeter bullet. Oh, wow. uh, and yeah, it, it's it's fascinating, but that's not the the core of the story here. <laughs> the core of the story is that uh, they go into at length. He goes and interviews a lot of uh, um, entrepreneurs, people who are very successful. And in fact, uh, a one person did a study and on a whole bunch of entrepreneurs, like a hundred or more. And found that more than 60% of them all had some sort of learning disability. A majority of them had like um, dyslexia, most of them. Mm-hmm. And the what, what he was trying to prove and does prove with this book is that adversity makes you stronger as a person. So his theory was that these entrepreneurs, these people who had struggled mostly in school, they were all like browbeat. You know, they were told they wouldn't be successful. They were told they were stupid. They were, you know, they had a hard time. They had to struggle to get through school. And I'm a classic Mm -hmm. example of that. (laughs) Those people tend to be, uh, uh, not uh, see they would be not risk adverse they would be they would be more like they'd be more willing to take risks because they don't care about right. I was what just gonna think. say um, if you're already told that you're going to fail and you're stupid and you're never gonna succeed I mean what's the worst that can happen they're they're right like <laughs> you might as well yeah you might as, or you might as well prove them wrong right right there's the driver is you know screw there's you I'm drive. gonna I'm gonna show you that's exactly right. And my argument for the basis of hard work is that I believe that the people who are playing the victim that are saying they can't do it, they've never been fully challenged or maybe they haven't found their passion or maybe they haven't been given the correct motivation. Hunger Mm -hmm. is an excellent motivator. (laughs) And I'm talking about actual physical hunger. So when you get hungry and you need food, but you can't buy food, Mm -hmm. things change inside of you and inside of your mind. You start to think, where can I go get food? And majority of us have never really fully been hungry, hungry. And in in America, there's starving people here, which shocks me. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't personally know anybody that that's, you know, hasn't gone a few days without a meal or whatever but i have personally had times where it was like my kids eat or i eat okay i'm gonna you know obviously feed my kids so those times changed me to the point where i went okay this is real life is real work is real if you want to live like this continue doing the things you're doing (laughs) or You can change it up, take risks, be creative, push, 
and climb and claw and get to where you want to go. And that's what I've been doing for the last 15 years. I mean, and, and it's an absolute inspiration, man. It's so inspirational. If I can do it, I've, and I, I, it, it gives me, it makes me feel really emotional when I hear people tell me that they can't do it. Like at first I get like angry. I'm just like the fuck you can't do it. Like you do your hands not work? Do your feet not work? You know, what is it? Does your brain not work? You know, all of these things I know work. So good, you know, why? Why can't you do it? And I you know, initially I got angry at that uh, at those comments where people are like it's just not possible. I can't do it. And then I started thinking like, well, maybe they've never really had that that motivation that I've had. You know, and and I can't blame them for that. I can't tell them until you're down to the absolute rock bottom. It's really hard to imagine what that feels like. So and and knowing what rock bottom feels like is a huge motivator to never be there again. Exactly. You never want to go there again. And and that Mm -hmm. is. I think the the I feel like that is the fire burning inside of me every day where I go, I never want to experience that again. So I'm just going to keep, you know, trudging away. Now, I will say we have huge income diversification problems and inequality in living in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. I will 100 percent agree to that. I, I, I was having a kind of a back and forth, a, con- a positive back and forth conversation with uh, Justin Laramieux. And he was saying, you know, um, you know, it used to be that you could go pump gas and make enough money to, you know, own a house. Now that's not possible. And I agree with him. Yep. Uh, and so I definitely think we have some some resetting that we need to do. And the income inequality in this country is just ridiculous. And these billionaires, you know, storing and keeping hoarding money. And hey keeping now. it out of the economy is just tough. <laughs> Again, you know? people are going to be complaining that we're talking politics. Well, I don't know, because if you think about it, if, if these uh, I don't know how I mean, I, I guess politics would play a role in that. You would have to you would have to have some sort of political pull to change, you know, Jeff Bezos having two hundred billion dollars in his bank account kind of thing. You know, I mean, that mm-hmm. that would be definitely political. I agree. I don't want to live in a world, Brian, where everyone around me is poor, hungry and tired. And Absolutely. I don't think Jeff Bezos does either, and I don't think Bill Gates does either. So and I why think on top of that, you know, way? there there are people that work forty hours a week or even more that also are to that same point of not being able to, you know, get their basic needs, yep. you know, met. You're right. Or you You're have companies, right. you know, larger companies like the one that I work for that refuse to give you enough hours to live on. That's it's that's just, a shocking thing, man. I yeah. I really it's shocking for me to hear that um, because I'm a small business owner. I employ four people full time, mm-hmm. and right off the bat, if they need paid time off, the, the minute you get hired on with me, you have seven days of PTO. Mm-hmm. I, I and my work life balance has always been you know like people that come to work for me stay with me for like five plus years. For a small business, that's like unheard of. And mm-hmm. that it's because I treat my guys so well. You know, I just, I don't, you know, if they're sick, they've got a problem, they have a family issue, whatever, PTO it. You know, take your time, whatever you need. We open the doors at 9 o'clock. We close them at 5. It's wow. that simple. You don't need to keep your cell phone on. I won't bug you after 5. That's mm-hmm. the kind of ship I run. 
because I worked for companies like you work for that are up my butt. They want to schedule me whenever I, you know, it, it was awful. I couldn't, I couldn't function. My life was, you know, sometimes they would call me in that morning and I would mm. have to be available. And if I wasn't, I could be fired, which right. is crazy to me crazy. like crazy yeah. like i can't even imagine you know people have lives you can't do that to them however i might be a little bit spoiled because i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> now and sometimes i roll in at 10 30 in the morning brian but you know i'm working at home uh -huh. sometimes you know but no hey, i totally i'm get a it. little bit jaded you know for now yeah and i think i mean basically not not to keep dwelling on it but you know, if if you're only given so many hours of a, um, a week or a pay period, then that's why all of these gig operations like Uber or, you know, shipped for like the shopping thing like that's that's what those people are. Or that's what those companies are relying on is all these, you know, workers who have a, a second job that can't make ends meet. And now they're spending even more time filling up the rest of their day with that. It's just yeah, and it seems crazy. a little predatory too, you know, in my mm -hmm. opinion. You know, these, yeah. although I will say, like, when a DoorDasher screws up my order, I'm like, dude, you had one job. Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, what, what, you know, yeah. you got to pick up the food, you got to bring it to me. But at, <laughs> at the same time, you know, I feel like that's not skilled labor, you know? So the, the little bit of money that do, they do make doing it, you know, they appreciate it. I, mm -hmm. I get it. It's just, why don't we, why do we, it, if we're going to talk about politics real quick, like why the hell do we have these laws in place that these com big corporations can just skirt around anyway? Like, and then it affects, yeah. it affects the little guy, yeah. you know, it affects everybody, you know? Absolutely so the politicians are making these rules. Like if they would just make the rule that if you, somebody works there 40 hours a week, you can um, have in, you don't have to pay them benefits that you would get more hours and it wouldn't matter. You know, of right. course, you would love to have benefits. But they're going to screw you out of them anyway. So right. you might as well get the fucking hours. You know, I don't know. I'm, yeah. Now I'm fired up, Brian. I'm fired up. All right. We're taking on, <laughs> we're taking on Washington. We're going to hey. march. Yeah, sure. I'm marching. Man. Something like that. <laughs> It'll be just the two of us. We're going to get a flag. We're going to get a work for it flag. We're going to go down Pennsylvania Avenue. We're going to wave it around. We're going to start a revolution. No and if anybody out there wants to buy a work for it podcast flag, go ahead and go to <laughs> housemade.us. No, we don't oh, have flags. We're, we're good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right. I'm off my rant. That was my okay, that cool. was my social media thing. Uh, switching gears real quick. I sure. saw that you just pounded, pounded TikTok in the last yeah, week. And you had an awesome experience. Yeah. So, tell me about it. Yeah, with TikTok, literally when we were talking last week, um, I had just posted one video and it started to get in a little bit of traction. Um, so last week, I had 130 followers on my TikTok channel, Beco Knives. Um, today, I'm Say at- Say that one more time. How many did you have? 130 followers. Okay, gotcha. Right now, I'm sitting at uh, 10,700 followers. Holy sh- What? <laughs> yeah, it's In crazy. a week? Yeah, in a week. And um, so basically my whole philosophy was it with it. Um, and what I was trying to do is um, it seems as if TikTok, whenever you have a knife on screen, and I know I talked about this last week, but if you have a knife on screen or you say the word knife or there's some sort of trigger that 
you know, they take those down because it's potentially dangerous content. So when you say take it down, do they just not push it to the algorithm or they um, just completely delete the video? They, um, it will, sometimes it will get literally just zero views, but most of the times it'll completely be unavailable. It'll be like completely grayed out. You can't see it, um, on my end. And then, um, you know, if you're on the other, if you're, you know, coming over to look at my, uh, it'll just completely not be there. So what I've been doing this past week, they just, they full on delete it then. Yep. They do. Um, so what I've been doing is, um, I made a few test videos is what I'm calling them where um, I make the exact same video holding it the same way saying pretty much the same words um, but in one video I'll be saying the word knife like I'm a knife maker here's a Damascus K-tip chef knife and in the other video I'll be saying you know I make sharp things and this is a Damascus K-tip sharp thing just completely just doing the variable of you know knife is it saying the word knife so I made two videos where one I said knife and one I said sharp things. And basically I asked people to comment below if you can see the other one or which one you saw first or whatever. And it was and, overwhelmingly, um, you were correct. Your, yes. Your theory um, was correct. The one where I said knife got taken down. Oh so I had God. so many people commenting, you know, saying, hey, I see this one, but I can't see the other. So that oh, video got 40,000 views. Yeah. And then after that, I made another one where I was I was checking for the variable of um, is it the closed captioning system? Because on TikTok, you can, you know, have a little automatic closed captioning. So I made four videos, you know, two where I was saying knife and two where I was, you know, not saying, you know, calling it sharp thing. And then of those two, one of them had had closed captioning and one of them didn't. And one of them got one hundred and ten thousand views. So <laughs> it absolutely blew, blew up on me. Thousand. Yes. Um, and, you know, wow, I would like to attribute a lot of that to, you know, it's it's testing the system. So people are interested in, you know, checking out the algorithm and yeah. helping me with that algorithm. And then I think a lot of it was the call to action at the end of each of those of those videos where I said, please help me, you know, comment, like, subscribe go check out my Instagram, basically just plug my, all of my other stuff, right. um, help my small business. And basically, you know, having so many comments and having a prompt for people to comment or interact basically made people interact, which, you know, boosted the, you know, views of it. Sure. So once one actually made it through and didn't get censored, then it would, you know, a lot of people would interact and it blew up. Yeah, so, yeah. I get, yeah, it seems like you're really <laughs> onto something because uh, obviously people are following you, but it, it. I think what you're doing too is, and I think people enjoy watching the process, is you're kind of like skirting the system a little bit and then you're <laughs> asking for what you want, which is, Absolutely. hey, and, and here's, here's what I thought was brilliant about your TikTok. So I'm scrolling through TikTok, by the way, I'm like an old guy scrolling through TikTok. I'm just I'm just going like this, by the when you say doom scroll, I got way doom scrolled <laughs> into TikTok because there's a lot of great stuff on there. I can there really is. see how people can can get sucked into it. Some really, really funny stuff and really um, cool information or whatever. But when I'm scrolling through and I see your face and of course I stop because I'm like, oh, it's Brian, you know. And then right. right in the beginning of the video, you go, 
hold up, stop scrolling. I need you to do this. And I'm like, right. Oh, okay. Like I, I like <laughs> you were like a police. You were the TikTok police officer. Like, sir, please, sir, stop right there. We're going to need you sure. to like, you know, tell us about, you know, the sharp things. And I, I immediately that got my attention. Now, mm-hmm. you had done that a couple more times since. And it didn't seem to get the same sort of yeah. attention from the first one. So now you got to switch it up. Now you got to do something else. Uh, sure. But it was it was still very effective. I mean, you look at Absolutely. your numbers. Your numbers are looking um, really great. See, with with TikTok, it seems as if you know you know how with YouTube and all the other ones, like the attention span is incredibly short. Yes. So you have to grab their attention, and then you know on TikTok, it seems like if your video is posted three days later, you have as many views as you're gonna get, because there's right. a fire hose of content coming to you know, bury or I guess drown your, your content. Yeah. So, um, you have to continuously, you know, be, you know, be posting new stuff and, you know, still try to be, you know, grabbing attention. And, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, just like anything, people get bored of it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get bored of it for sure. So yeah, but I, I, but for me, it was a brilliant campaign, man. I really liked it. But for me, man, um, it has, Basically, because I, I plugged all my other things, you know, my my YouTube jumped up by like 70 subscribers, which is huge nice. for my little channel. Um, all of my especially my Instagram really got a lot of followers off of it. Um, and um, so this this time last week when we last spoke, I had no more um, orders coming up like my batch that I'm working on. That's it. That's all of my orders. And you know, basically I would be restocking for, you know, whenever. Well, just from that one video, I had 50 different people inquire about knives, like seriously, like wanting and, you know, having more than uh, hey, what's this knife cost? Oh, it's this. Oh, wow. That's too much. I wasn't. So I had 50 people that got past that level of actually looking into my stuff. And I've already had seven new orders where they've paid 50% up front. So what you're telling me is you leverage social media in a way that was creative. You did something mm-hmm. different. You got new followers, both on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Tens of thousands uh-huh. on TikTok. Yeah. And then converted those into sales. some of those into some sales. Those. Which some of those. So if you if you were to say that when someone tells you that they can't do it, <laughs> that I hard like the work tie-in. doesn't pay off. Or doesn't lead to a better life. What would you tell mm-hmm. them, Brian? Uh, they're obviously not working in the right. You're, they're working hard for sure, but are they working smart? That's are they good, doing things point. that is actually going to progress you into a position where you can leverage it to have a better life, or are you just working hard? You know, throwing uh, punches at a wall that's never going to move. That's a very diplomatic answer. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Cohn, he's going to be running for president 2024. Oh, no, no, I will not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, man, I'll tell you what, you're right about being able to see a situation. And again, not everyone has this ability to be able to look at something and go, hey, I think I'm going to try this and then actually attempt it, try it and then see what happens. I think that's just like not built into a lot of people. You know, they don't really care or they don't think there's going to be any reason to do it. Or maybe they don't think there'll be any sort of um, fruit to bear from stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
the reason why I like your approach is because it's very similar to mine, which is just basically do it. And, you know, uh, have you ever heard the phrase where you throw something against the wall and hope it sticks? Yeah, for sure. It, it's that. I mean, really, it is. with social media, especially with TikTok, because TikTok, you're like 30 seconds to a minute. And, right. you know, hey, what does that take to create a minute's worth of content? Not much. I mean, you got to be super creative if you want people to watch it. But for you sure. can learn as you go, and the platform allows for that. Mm-hmm. I really think um, this is kind of going off in a different way, but I do think that if even the person who isn't set up, like you said, who doesn't have that drive to work hard in them or whatever, um, if you found what their absolute passion is and found a way to monetize that, I think anybody um, would be able to latch on to oh, well, this is what I love doing and I can make money on that. Um, I feel like just about anyone would be able to latch onto that and go with it. I think you're right. I think that the passion portion of it is really a key element because like nobody ever says to themselves, like, I, I mean, maybe people do, but they, they, they wake up and they, I, I really want to be an accountant, you know, like <laughs> that's the farthest fucking thing from my mind. Like I would never sure. want to do that work. But if, if some, you know, I'm sure don't DM me and say, oh, I really want to be an accountant. Like, I get it. Not, it's not for everyone. But no, but I know you don't know this, same but thing. being an accountant on TikTok is a totally different thing. And those of you who know will know what I'm talking about. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? There's an account. Yeah, oh, fine. is it a is it a girl? Is it a woman? Yes, it is. is. It like, oh, OK, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like racy stuff yeah. on TikTok. I was blown away because. You know, I'm used to Instagram and I, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram doesn't really have a lot of racy stuff on. I guess it does. Maybe if you go look for it, I, I'm not. I'm, right. I'm old now. So I don't, you know, I'm just like, well, whatever. Boobies. Yeah. I think what the problem is, is that, you know, with Instagram, you've been on the platform for so long that Instagram knows what you like and what you're likely to interact with. So you right. only see that type of stuff. Where you know TikTok what I see? Is, Knives and welding shit. That's pretty absolutely. much it. I mean, you know, that's what I'm into. So. But TikTok is so new that it doesn't really know very well what it is that your niche is. So Uh, it'll throw everything against the wall. And right now, it seems like a lot of people interact with, you know, that racy type of, you know, content. So it's going to throw that in your face when you first start. But if you're on it for more than a month and you actually spend time on the app, it will actually start to, you know, learn what you interact with and it'll stop showing you all of that, you know, content you don't want to see. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 there's not that much. It was just, let me reiterate that I, I was surprised when I saw like a couple of items that were not really porn, but like, you know, kind of on the edge of it. And it was like, I was like, wow, I didn't, you know, because of obviously my kids use that application. Right. I started thinking like, oh, it's not as filtered as it should be. Sure. But, you know, I can't I can't protect them. It's I've done my right. best with that. It's I've got all these devices in my house that filter Internet and everything else. And, it, you know, what? I just I just tell the kids, like, look, when I was your age, we had like a musty old Playboy to look at. And now you got like all this other stuff on the Internet that you can. <laughs> what look are you at. talking about? Dexter has a halo. And he's never looked at a single thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know that's bullshit. But yeah, the the, the thing Sorry, is, guys. is I t- I try. <laughs> I try to tell them, like, look, when you see stuff like that, just understand it's theater. You know, like you have right. to know that, like, you know, what's real and what's not. So but I what here's what I love about TikTok. Scrolling through TikTok and, of course, I'm I'm being fed all of the really popular videos that have like millions and millions of views on them. And here's what it did for me. It gave me a look into the absolute brilliant comedic sort Mm -hmm. of energy of a younger generation. And it made me so happy to see people Mm -hmm. creating amazing, funny uh, content. And they're like young. We're talking, you know, in their teens, some of them, you know, they're they're And they're just brilliant. And I go, holy shit, this is it. This is the next thing because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get sucked into the YouTube game, it's a lot of older guys like me anyway. My stuff is anyway. But like, you know, the there's not that's there's some really young creative people on YouTube. Don't get me wrong. But like TikTok to be able to do it in a minute and then get multi millions of views. And in the way that they're getting them, I'm mm-hmm. just it makes me so hopeful for your, you know, your younger generations and the generations <laughs> that are even younger than you it makes me so hopeful that, you know, they're going to do something amazing with their time on earth. And that's just, it's, a, it yeah, was a cool feeling. Sure. And then I got sucked it is, into it. Sure. Cause I'm just laughing, you know, I'm like, what I, I have you seen the video where the girl's doing the whole Cartman thing where they can't say the word, the F word. And she's doing it right in front of her mom. And she's doing it like verbatim, like, like, uh, what do they call it? Lip sync or something like See, that. That's the thing about TikTok, though, is, you know, there's so many millions of uh, videos and people watching that there could be that all of the videos that I've seen have never come across your screen. That's true. Yeah, you're probably right. I haven't spent a lot of time <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah, but funny, funny stuff. Uh, I For and, sure. and great stuff. And by the way, obviously Brian has unlocked the ability to go and use TikTok and actually make money. Hello, hello, people. Hey, hey. Look at it's that. It's actually worth some time now. <laughs> If Brian um, can do it. The way that I think about it is, I'm especially kidding. with my, oh, sorry, what was that? I, I said if Brian can do it, 
Anybody. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is so true, though. But the way that I look at it is, you know, especially my 110,000 uh, follower or view one, um, it's just the law of large numbers. You know, let's say, you know, out of the 100 and whatever thousand views, only 1% of it is actually interested in a knife. Well, if you take that, I mean, that's that's so many people. And then 1% of that is actually going to order a knife. Well, that's still a boatload of orders. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, as long Even as you've got you a 1% conversion video, rate. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It it honestly is. So, yeah, I we, mean, you look at any any e-commerce endeavor and if you can get 1 or 2% conversion, you're doing great. That, that's like the metric. And so, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing. You're right about the the um about the law of numbers because you just either the more people that you're exposed to, the more sales you're going to get you're going to convert those into sales and then by the way it's easier to keep a customer than to get a new one Absolutely. okay this is the this is the rule of entrepreneurial uh this is entrepreneur entrepreneur 101 says <laughs> the 80 20 rule you get 80 percent of your business from 20 percent of your customers and it's easier mm -hmm. to keep a customer than to get a new one if you now look at those seven knives that you sold and let's just say there's seven people, the chances of those people who will now be return customers, you do this for a few years and you'll have more work than you know what to do with. And honestly, you know, it, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, for me specifically, I have only about a handful of people that have come back and ordered a second knife just because I've only been in the game for a couple of years. So, you know, I don't see the return, you know, person all that much yet. Yet is the key yeah, word. Not yet. Yeah, not <laughs> yet. Because not everyone he, he, goes out and, and buys a knife like I make, you know, yeah. multiple times in a year. That's just not That's a thing. true. You're right about that. But uh, I bet you you'll see more around gift giving times, you know, oh, like holidays sure. and things like that. And the other thing about uh, something, I don't know if you're leveraging this or not, but if you listen to a lot or, or look at what a lot of other uh, long-term knife makers are doing or anyone in the craft business that is making handmade goods, they all have a newsletter that they send out. And I think it would be hugely beneficial to you to start collecting email addresses and get people on your newsletter list. Mm -hmm. Even if you use a service like MailChimp or if you have a website like Shopify, they have a, a newsletter uh, sort of e-commerce email marketing component built in. And that will generate uh, revenue and sales for you as well because people just forget, you know, if yeah. you're, if you're One ahead, of, if I... you're in their inbox once a month, they're going to, it's a reminder to them. For sure. One thing I do want to talk to you about a little bit is actually how to set up a website. I don't have a personal website to set up for, uh, you know, my knife making stuff. So yeah. um, maybe it's something either if this is something you want to talk about on the podcast, that'd be cool. Or if we want to talk about after. But um, I am definitely looking podcast. into getting some sort of a website set up because I have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of conversations that end up in you know, oh, wow, that's more expensive than I expect. Uh, you know, I'll have to save up and then I never hear from them again. You would uh, be you would do yourself a great service of getting your own website and then creating knives. Or even knives that you've 
created before, take photographs of them. Mm -hmm. Even if you listed them in your e-commerce and just put sold next to them, mm -hmm. you know, with a line through the, the price point. And what that does is, and, and uh, cause I'm in the same space. So people always ask me like when I make a chef's knife, like I, I could sell them every day, you know, uh, if I wanted to, but I, I just don't have the time to make them. But, um, you're right. People go, Oh, your chef's knives are $300. Wow. I didn't, you know, I thought maybe they'd be like $50 or something. And I'm right. Like, well, and, and I'm sure you've gotten that same thing because people, they just don't know. They don't know the amount right. of time it takes to make a handmade knife and that's okay. And you know, but it sucks for you to have the conversation and it sucks for me to have the conversation. So if you say to them, well, go and check out my website and take a look at what I've sold and take a look at all the pieces I have for sale, you know, beconeknives.com sure. or whatever. It eliminates the awkward conversation. It just does, right. you know, and then on there you can have a frequently asked questions page, knife mm -hmm. care page. You can have a blog. You can post your YouTube videos to it. My suggestion is go with a service. I know it's a mm -hmm. little bit of money every month, but here's what here's I'm going to sell it to you like this. The amount of time that you're going to spend to have somebody custom develop something for you, you will never, ever get the amount of awesome features that the like a Shopify or a Wix or a Squarespace that will have by hiring somebody to do it just to cut down on your monthly expenses. It will never add up. It will never, ever be cheaper to go with like a custom web designer. Um, unless of course you're, unless, you know, Hey, you've got somebody that, you know, that'll do it for next to nothing, which <laughs> again, I don't personally think it's right. I, you know, I've, when I was in the web design world, people would tell me that all the time, Hey, you can d d design my website for me and you'll get all this exposure. <laughs> and I did a lot, two websites like that. And I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. Should've See, I blew that. all of my buddy luck karma on, you know, Kyle with my videography. So yeah, <laughs> I do right. not have anything like that, but. You'd be surprised what you can get with Shopify for 30 bucks a month. They'll even process really? your credit cards for you. Yes. And Whoa. that is a huge, huge game changer. You pay a fee for every transaction, just like you would on PayPal, but mm -hmm. it makes the process so much easier. And you will find right. that people will spend more money if they can put it on a credit card. Not that I'm condoning credit card <laughs> debt or any of that kind of shit, but I will oh, say I have noticed that when I started accepting credit cards, you know, my my average sale number went up, went up. and it was because people wow. felt like they could pay it off over time. You get your money right away. You know, you get sure. it the next day, but they have to they're the ones that are on the hook for that. And Shopify connects with your PayPal. It connects with your, you know. Uh, you can connect your YouTube to it. You can, I mean, there's, and then by the way, they're going to like give you all these analytics. They're going to like an app on your phone. That'll tell you if somebody's live on your website, I just installed, oh let me get this. I just installed something that's brand new to Shopify called Shopify ping ping, okay. like the golf club. Okay. Right. And what it is, is there's a little chat window at the very bottom. Like you've seen this on other websites where you go to a website and they're like, Oh, how can we help you today? You know, and there's like mm -hmm. this little robot that pops up and you can ask sure. questions and shit like that. Well, I installed this app and what it does is Shopify ping. It's like sending me a text message. So if you're on my website and you have a question, right, and you want to know something about a grinder, you open that window and you send the message and it goes immediately to my phone like a text message. I respond wow. to that text message and it enters into your window chat. Now, 
when you started that chat, it's going to ask you for a mobile cell phone number or whatever. It's going to ask you for an mm-hmm. email. And if I don't respond right away, because, you know, there's just times where I can't respond quick enough, sure. then it will it will send it back to you as a text message or as an email. Interesting. You know, let me tell you something. So what I'm hearing that, is that if I ever can't get a hold of you, just go onto your website and <laughs> open up that message box. <laughs> It's all a robot. It's not actually me, Brian. Oh. No, I'm kidding. It is actually me. No, it's definitely me. And 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 here's you're you're absolutely right. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to housemade.us. You can type that anything you want into that chat window, and I'll and I'll get it on my phone. No dick pics, and I'm saying that right now. I don't want to see your junk. So oh uh, shoot. So so, but what it does is, and here here's why this is so valuable. People will not click through to the frequently asked questions page. You know, Mm -hmm. they won't click and read. But what they will do is they will open a chat window and they will ask a question. Even if it's answered on the frequently asked questions page, I answer it anyway. And what that does is it creates trust between me and my customer. And they go, oh, you know, it took him five minutes to respond, but he responded right away. You know, there's somebody on the other end of that line there. You know, if I had a problem and I'm building the grinder, you know, I would have somebody to contact right away. It builds trust and that converts into sales. Here's the other thing that I can imagine. I mean, maybe this is just kind of a, you know, heady way of thinking about it. But, you know, think about all the times you've gone through, let's say, a grocery store and you're sitting there and, you know, sometimes you go in and you don't see what you want and you just leave. Well, if you talk to somebody and say, hey, you know, yep. you know, if what do you hear? I have a question. Let me, you know, get an interaction, you know, nine times out of 10, if you would have already chosen like in your head, you know, if if I don't talk to somebody, I'm, I'm just going to leave without it. As soon as you have an interaction, you're so much more likely to actually, you know, pull the trigger on it because someone has invested that little bit of time to, you know, talk to you about it. That so is I an imagine- excellent analogy. Excellent. I imagine it's you so true. probably get a lot of sales just from sending a message and then, you know, they may have just gone on your website just to look at it, got a hold of you and now feel, you know, kind of a little bit obligated to pull the trigger. I had a lady message me saying, I'm buying this for my husband for Father's Day. Will it arrive on Father's Day if I order it today? I mean, mm-hmm. that was like a great question. I, I said, yeah. If you order it right now, I'll I'll pack it up for you right now and I'll bring it to the post office personally. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later, I sold a grinder. And that, I mean, that's you, you, you know, so that that and by the way, that's built in functionality to Shopify and uh, it's there's no cost. You know, I don't pay that's any awesome. extra for that. It is awesome. So that's why I'm saying I think it's it's a really powerful platform for small makers, for people doing, you know, small amounts of transactions. Uh, you know, if you're doing, if you're, you know, selling thousands a day or something like that, it may not be the right move, but, um, Man, you, you know, you've sold I, me on Shopify. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to awesome, jump right dude. on that. As soon as I, as soon as we log off, I'm, I'm going. Now my Canadian listeners will love this. Their tech support is in Canada. It's in Ontario. So anytime you call tech support or email or get in on a phone with anybody, you get a lovely human Canadian. 
and they are my favorite people in the whole world, other than Americans, by the way. Sure, sure. Canadians are amazing people. They're so kind. You get them on the phone, and they're just so helpful, and Absolutely. I love that about that that place. So, yeah. So, all right, switching gears real quick. We are an hour into the show. Can you believe this, Brian? You oh and my I gosh, have been really? talking for one hour. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, we have Brian and I and Ben have gone over uh, and and Brian is bringing new energy to the work for it podcast and segmentation. Uh, and he has chosen uh, a few segments. And one of the things that we discussed was and we've kind of already gone through the segments, not all of them, but we've been uh, Brian and I have been privately talking about creating a community project. And where we are all doing something at the same time that's focused, say, on a on a task or a place or something like that. And we've we we talked a little bit about it on the last episode, but we've kind of formulated it now uh, down to this. So uh, we are thinking that we will run a work for it project where you have to make something for your kitchen. Mm -hmm. That is a very broad, very broad thing. But it is a very it's a it's a, a kitchen in a house has more tools in it, more, most likely more tools in it than your <laughs> workshop does. Believe it or not, me included, if I'm standing in my kitchen, uh, put them both. Uh, so <laughs> if, if you're in your kitchen and you're like, oh, I need something for my kitchen, it could be a bottle opener. It could be a knife. It could be a spoon. It could be made out of wood. It could be made out of steel. And what we would like to do is over the course of the month give you a project and kind of focus it a little bit on a on a room or a task or whatever and this week's going to be super broad this is going to be just something for your kitchen and then when you're doing it this is the challenge this is why it works while you're doing it share your journey of doing it on instagram facebook and whatever and hashtag wfi projects Okay, so that's Whiskey Foxtrot India Projects. Work for it projects. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. And uh, what we'll do is we will see it, and then we will be sharing at the same time. You can even tag us in it if you want. I don't care about that. You can tag us. And I want to see what you're working on. And I know Brian wants to see what you're working on. Absolutely. And then we collaborate on and stuff and inspire each other to post more on social media because we want to prove it to you that if you post on social media on the regular and you use hashtags and you you collaborate and you do things together, it will help rise you up faster. Absolutely. And this is a good opportunity for us to you know interact with you guys on the podcast. Um, if you hashtag the WFI project, um, we can... Um, at the end of each show, or we haven't quite figured out when we do it, but we want to, you know, basically go through and check out your projects, um, get a little bit of a better understanding about it, and then plug you at the end of the show, or maybe mid-show, or whenever Ooh. we end up doing it. Oh, and then I like basically, that. it's it's yeah. a it's a good opportunity for you guys to actually interact with us, so that you know we can we can feature you guys. It'd be really cool to get you guys on the podcast. So, you know, I think this is going to be a really cool segment. I agree. I think that's a great. We didn't even talk about that, Brian, but you're right. If we if we go through the every week, go through those that hashtag and we pull out some of our favorite projects, we'll call you out on the show. That, Absolutely. That's huge. That could be huge. All right. I'm into it. I'm into it. So 
here this month's task for the month of june is going to be go out make something for your kitchen whatever you want it to be super broad and hashtag work for it or wfi project uh and we will see it and then we will uh, pull a few out and discuss it right here on the work for it podcast all right, so that segment uh, is completed. I think we could check that one off of our list. Um, <laughs> off and the itinerary. Off the itinerary. I've got some juicy news. Now, what's what's wanna, this juicy news? I'm excited. What what's going on? I gotta I gotta work this up. Um, <clears throat> so, let me see. How am I gonna How am I gonna say this? This is like really juicy. Like, this is like, this is huge. In my world, this is huge. All right. So do you, like, you have, like, YouTubers that you really enjoy watching, right? Like, you have probably. Absolutely. There's people that, like, in your mind, like, you have up on a pedestal, right? And Yeah, I have like, too, um, so. if I could name one off the top of my head, uh, Brian House. That's Ooh, a cool one. hello. Look out. Hey. Look at, look at you. <laughs> hey, right here. Right here, right here, over here. Uh, that's hey. awesome, and I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you so much. There, <laughs> I, I have a handful that I've followed for a long time, and um, and they're kind of like these YouTubers that I never ever saw myself being in the same space with, if that makes sure. sense. So they're like people I, I've watched, and I really enjoy their content, and I really respect them as people. I feel like so, you've been talking about my last couple months overall. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's 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 kind of like that. And, 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 and I guess maybe I shouldn't idolize people or set them up on a pedestal because, you know, that I'm do, that's doomed for, um, sure, sure. you know, like, uh, what is it? You should never meet your your idols because, you know, they're going to disappoint me. I, anyway, so the other day, maybe like a month ago, I noticed that the essential craftsman started following me on Instagram. Ooh, and I was like, wow, wow, that's pretty awesome. You know, um, if you don't know who the essential craftsman is on YouTube, uh, you should know because their work is amazing. They they do all imagine it's like it's like this old house kind of. I don't know if you remember that show, Brian. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where they do a lot of renovation projects and it, just very diversified skill sets. And they're always working together. Anyway, so I get an email like three days ago from Nate and he's like, hey, we love your grinder project. We love your content. Would you be willing to come on the Essential Craftsman podcast and do an interview with us? Wow, that'll be cool. And I said, no way. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I said, of course. Oh, my God. Like, I, I can't even believe it. So this Friday. I am going to be sitting down with the essential craftsman himself and Nate, his son, and we are going to do uh, the essential craftsman podcast together. So good for you, Brian. That's awesome. By, by the way, like in my head, he's like the the uh, Bob Vila. Like he's he's like the guy. Like if if I if I could like meet somebody on YouTube, like him and Cody from Wrangler Star, like way up there mm-hmm. for me. Like I'd love to hang out with both those guys. So. um I get a chance to do that and I'm super stoked. So yeah, I don't know when the episode's going to come out. Here's the thing. The essential craftsman on YouTube, the last I checked, which was a couple of days ago, they had 999,000 subscribers. Oh, 
Come on, we I need would to get like, them up past that, uh, that milestone. Uh, exactly. This is what Come I'm saying. On. I would like to push them into the millions. So if you're listening Absolutely. to this, go find the Essential Craftsman on YouTube and give them a follow and then you know comment on one of their videos that you found them through Brian House and the Work For It podcast. Uh, because, man, I'm telling you, those guys deserve it. A million followers, man. Uh, so that would be huge. <laughs> I hate to burst your bubble, but I just went to check and make sure that I am subscribed to them, and they are uh-huh. at the million subscribers. Oh, they hit it. Right okay, now. they hit it. They hit it. They hit it. Okay. Well, do me a favor anyway. Go and, and uh, tell them you found them through me anyway so that they, they absolutely. Get the yeah, that'd be great because th- they are um, – they're they're like kind of like the anomaly they're like the channel that shouldn't work but it does Mm -hmm. you know it's like they're doing all of this like stuff that should be on pbs and people are gobbling it up i mean every video they pump out on the first day gets fifty thousand plus views so yeah it's huge and and it's a very diversified amount of content it's not all the same stuff it sounds as if they're doing something out of the um ordinary for youtube like I mean, think about all of your different channels you watch. They all do pretty much the same thing over and over again, generally. It, and not I mean, them. I, yeah. Yeah, they're all over the place, so they keep you guessing. So you want to go and watch them every time you see a new, you know, video come out. So. Yep. Yep. Because you never know what you're going to get. It's always a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's just them talking and, you know, or whatever. But, like, there's some there's some excellent content on that channel. So go find the Essential Craftsman. Not that they need the subscribers anymore. But, you know, hey, <laughs> uh, give them an extra follow and all of that. So, and, all right. So I'm done with that. Let's move on to the next segment. Brian, I want yes. to move on. We need, we need some musics for this, for these segments. <laughs> We're going to work that out. But we had discussed doing a dad joke segment because <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed on Facebook but my dad jokes they kill, kill it. it they, they kill, kill it. it they kill it everybody they you know the, the amount of, this is how you gauge whether or not a dad joke is a success by how many eye rolls you get when you tell the joke <laughs> so if you if you tell a joke you get more than five eye rolls that is a that is a big one that's a good one so or if you get the laugh emoji from uh you know other dads Laugh That's emoji you know from other about. dads. Yeah. Right. And um, my buddy, Anthony, um, he was saying the the key is to also do the finger bang, like the finger guns. <laughs> like, and then like, you know, you, you put your, uh, you put your elbow into somebody's, you know, arm, like, Hey, hey get it, get it, get it. <laughs> so, all right. Dad joke of the, of the week. Yeah. Let's, is, uh, let's, we need like a drum roll or something for this. I know. I know. So, we're, Brian we're House, like what the is time. the Drummel dad joke of the week? Go for it. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very yes. much. Remember, the 630 show is completely different than the 930 show. Thank you, Thank you so much. So, all right. Dad joke uh, segment out. And by the way, some I shipped somebody some parts. And this was a guy that used to, that looks at my uh, Facebook a lot and comments a lot on my Facebook. And on the inside, I wrote on the inside of the box, I wrote a dad joke. There you go. <laughs> See, it's like Domino's Pizza You're getting steel uh-huh. delivered to you, and then you get a dad joke. There you go. And I won't do that for everybody, by the way. So don't ask me to do it. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. All right, there it is. Force me to do it. So. <laughs> 
But anyway, all right. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, well, we, I did saw, we crush it or what? Or what, what do we yeah, got Yeah, we left? definitely crushed it. But I saw your new packing situation. Did you want to mm. talk about that? Because that looks super oh interesting. God. This is the beauty of the hive mind, right? So mm-hmm. I come up with this concept because I'm packing all my steel now in my studio and everything. And I'm, and I'm learning how to do it. And, you know, I'm selling tube steel. And these packages are like 40 pounds a pop. I mean, they're not light, the light at all. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have a pedestal on wheels. And then mm-hmm. on that pedestal, I was going to I had an old Lazy Susan, sort of a wooden Lazy Susan that I had used on my dining room table for a lot of years. And then later I would use it as like a paint thing where I would set, you know, something on it and then I could just spin it and paint it. So I had the little roller bearing thing that would spin the lazy Susan. I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool to put the box on there and then I could spin it. And so I custom designed this stand and CAD cut it out on the plasma table and I started using it. And I posted a video to Instagram and Facebook. And I just said, if anybody has any improvements that they could see to this device, let me know. And it, uh, it and- looked like just in a couple days you had enough advice and I mean, talk about, I mean, that ball bearing situation that that is such yeah, a it, cool. It, I would have never thought of that, Brian. Yeah. I really wouldn't have. And you, you see them like at the UPS store and stuff, those little ball bearing roller things that you can mm-hmm. like put down on a flat surface and then just roll something over it. I would have never come up with that on my own. And you're right. Within a day, I had multiple people saying, like, you got to get these like little roller bearing things you put down on there and then you can just slide it any which way. It's not restricted to just that one axis. Mm-hmm. And of course, on Amazon, you can get them in like one day, you know. So I went on and I ordered them. I ordered uh, 24 of them. And then and they were so inexpensive. I think it was like 12 or $13 for a dozen of them delivered. And. I just tack weld them on there. It, it was made a huge difference in the system and how I set it up. So thank you to the hive mind, by the way, <laughs> everybody who contributes their thoughts to my process helps me succeed. Like so even if you don't question. ever spend a dime with me, you've helped me out. Go ahead. Brian. So here's my question. How much did that tool you made um, actually reduce the amount of work that you do? Like how, how much more quickly can you pack a package now? It reduced my packing time by half. So, oh my it, goodness. It, and when I was packing the steel parts on the, like the first and second day, I didn't have that device. So I was doing everything on like a plastic folding table oh and it was goodness. low. Right? And your back was killing you, I'm sure. I would go home and my back would hurt. My arms would hurt. My legs, everything mm-hmm. hurt. And I realized very quickly that's not a sustainable situation. So, you know, I would sit there and dream it up in my mind. Well, if it was taller, you know, and then it just needs to be a little platform, but just big enough for the box. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd love it if it swiveled and I'd love it if it rolled around, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, I have a shit ton of steel in my workshop. So I just had the stuff to make it. So I didn't have to buy anything to make it. It didn't cost anything. And uh, the, the first iteration was great. It would have worked. It was not all that efficient. This iteration, I mean, if you have to pack anything at all, I think this could be something that people could use for stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, this is obviously really unique to my situation, of course. But yeah, I mean, and then by the way, sharing the videos 
about that process, you know, showing off the steel, showing off my shelving and the roller bearings and all of that. It equates into people buying things from me, just like mm-hmm. you're doing on TikTok. People are seeing, oh, well, Brian sells the tube steel now. Cool. All right. I'll go buy the tube steel from him or whatever. You know, it just it equated into and translated into sales, mm-hmm. which is the ultimate goal. I get to do the stuff I love to do, share, which I also love to do, and interact with everybody in the community and make a living doing it. I think I figured it out. I think I hope it never I ends. Mean, I hope it just figures I just hope it goes all the way to the moon, dude, because I just love <laughs> that, doing this work. You're living the dream and I'm working towards it. So I mean, what more can it. you ask for in life? Hopefully everyone out there listening to us is also on their path to uh basically making it to where Brian is now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the thing is that I'm not even to where I want to be, but it feels really oh, good. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels yeah. really good to have this kind of support. The 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 key factor in all of this, I truly believe is that I'm doing what I love doing and that that mm-hmm. energy is being shown to out into social media, which has translated into a whole bunch of friendships being built. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because of like minded people, you know, I've got all these people commenting and going, dude, I'd love watching you build this business. It's like, you know, they'll never buy a grinder or they'll never buy a knife, but they love the process. They love watching it being done. And I love sharing about it. So and and also I hope it inspires people to go and do it themselves, you know. That's the other thing. I want other people to be successful too. And if you're listening this far into the podcast, you, I'm sure you already have the drive. (laughs) You just have to, you just have to act on it. You have to do it. I I know. And you know, that's the thing that I love about how this all kind of works as a symbiosis because the people who are listening to the work for it podcast and watching our content on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, they all tend to have that same idea that it's still worth the time to push and climb and claw. And I don't want I don't want the people that are like going, you know, hey, oh, I can't me? do it or whatever. I would I would hope we could bring them along with us. But I I want fully what I want is the people to be inspired. And if I could change their their perspective on it. I, I that's my goal and my hope. But what's happened is, is, you know, all these people that are on my Facebook and Instagram, they're the same. They have the same mindset as we do. And it's just a beautiful thing to to see other people making a living, changing their lives, working hard, enjoying their time on Earth, because, man, for a long time, I was very um uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, what is it cynicism. Cynicism. Was very, uh, yeah, I was very um, kind of worried about about the world. You know, when the pandemic and you know all the the things that have been happening around us, it, it was I was very concerned. What I saw was a whole bunch of driven people climb up and make a make a pivot basically and make a business out of it. Mm-hmm. It's given me tons of hope. I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. That's awesome, man. Well, I think right, we absolutely Brian. killed this podcast. 
I know. I'm like emotionally drained here. Yeah. I feel I mean I'm I'm energized, but I'm a little drained. Absolutely. Because I feel like we've covered so much in this show. We've talked we about so much. And and, <laughs> and okay, hopefully the real four quick, people who are still watching agree with all us. The, I think you're people listen almost all the way through because I a majority of people do actually. I don't have well, those analytics cuz they can't tell. But yeah. I do know because of things we've commented or met, said it towards the end of the show, people bring up to me a lot. Um, That's so cool. I want to. It is. It's very cool. I would like to thank everybody who gave me the recommendations for machine shops. I haven't had time to uh, investigate that yet, uh, but I did. Uh, I've annotated everyone's responses. Uh, and uh, thank you so much. I got. I don't know if you remember, Brian, but I had asked, like, looking for a wheel manufacturer for the grinder kits. Yes. Yes, and I do remember And smaller that. machine shops. Yeah, smaller machine shops like to, to build the wheels and stuff. And I got, like, four or five really great recommendations. So That's I'm awesome. Did you end up landing on the one that you're going with or no, not quite yet? I haven't yet. I haven't actually done the investigation yet. So I need to, like, okay. call them and talk to them and, you know, send them my drawings and everything so that we'll see where it, it, it goes. But uh, I wouldn't, again, wouldn't have that information if I didn't ask for it and you guys didn't provide it to me. So, That's so I cool, appreciate man. you all. Thank you so very much. Thank Let you. me go ahead and try to channel some of this energy as well. Um, the I had a, or I guess, yes, technically, I had a breakthrough as to where I could possibly set up a shop in, my new, in the new town I'm moving oh. to. And that fell through this week. Okay. All right. So I'm back right. down to square one. If anybody is in the mid Michigan area and knows anybody who needs a garage rented out, I'm sending out out into the ether. If you know a person and know a person who might know a person, let me know. <laughs> you Middle know? Michigan. And what's the town? What's the name? Uh, of Mount the Pleasant, Michigan. So anywhere in that area within 30 minutes or, I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm moving about an hour away, but... Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. I, I will set up anywhere. <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. Mount Pleasant, Michigan, or anywhere near there, if you have space for Brian to, to work in, or you know of someone who might, let him know. And you can find him on Instagram at bcone knives. Absolutely. Am I saying that right? Is that your Absolutely handle? you are. Bcone, and it's spelled K-O-H-N. That's Not the like key. Thank ice you. cream cone. Right. Okay. Very good. All right, Brian. Listen, let's wrap the show up. And uh, real quick, I want to just give a shout out to all of our patrons who are paying the bills to keep this show live and on the air. Uh, without you, we couldn't do what we do. We truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. And for all of you who listen and freeload without actually supporting us at all, Turn off your your phones right now. No, <laughs> we love you. We know yeah, you man. just by listening. You support us. And that's awesome. And by DMing us and sending us your information and sending, you know, whatever it might be. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. for One, listening to one more way podcast. that they could support us is give us a review on whatever you're listening us on to us oh, on. Um, I've, yeah. I've learned that, you know, any sort of positive review goes a long way in pushing our podcast out to other people. So give us a Can five star, review? even if you just give us a thumbs up, that would be yeah. awesome. You can't review on Spotify, can you? I don't see like a star review system on there. I know you can ah, on Apple iTunes. I'm not but. entirely sure. I guess I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I I've looked. I don't think there is a way. But if you oh, okay. if you find a way, let us know. That is a huge. That would be a huge thank you from us if you could do that. We appreciate you. And as always, I know you guys are out there working for it as we are. And now I need to go and get back to work. See you Me guys too, man. on the flip side. All right, Brian. Good hanging out with you, man. Always a pleasure, Brian. It's awesome. Ben, I hope your butthole's okay, buddy. <laughs> Let us know. Make sure Poor you message Ben. ben. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. See you, man. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.